Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Sridhar Saniti. Thanks for being on the show, Sridhar. Thank you for inviting me onto the show, Whitney. Yeah, Sridhar is a computer science graduate and has worked in major Wall Street firms and IT roles. He is passionate about business. Uh, in his free time, he enjoys long road trips and nature. But Sridhar is doing deals while also working full time. And, and I think there's, there's a lot of listeners who can relate to that. I know I could for a long time. And so I'm just looking forward to hearing his story and how he manages that because uh, it's not easy uh, you know, in this business and, and to do it, do it well. But Sridhar, welcome to the show. Thank you again for your time this morning. Early uh, and uh, just grateful, but to give us a little more about your real estate business and what you're doing in the syndication business, and, and let's dive into your superpower. Sure, my name is Sridhar Sanidi. I started the syndication three years back, and since then, uh, I never looked back on the syndication in multifamily, and also I invest passively in multiple multifamily deals and other commercial real estate investment opportunities. I started uh, this business uh, after I tried to acquire single family portfolio, but I tried for almost a year. I could not buy a single house in a single family. And then, uh, then I thought maybe I should get into an IT related company and I started brainstorming and I tried uh, uh, some IT uh, startup and then I realized that uh, before I could gain anything out of it, it would take a couple of years. So that's when I started exploring other avenues. In that process, I bumped into commercial real estate. And initially, I was uh, looking to buy some industrial buildings or uh, some retail shopping malls, some other commercial office space. Those are the areas I was looking in. And one day, I happened to be at one of the self-directed area meetups. And uh, I bumped into a mentor and he explained about multifamily business. So that was my first introduction to multifamily business. Prior to that, I have zero knowledge about multifamily and how it operates and syndications or anything like that. Soon after that conversation, I wanted to join that mentorship program, but I had a few other commitments. Uh, so I, I had to wait for a few months before I joined that. I joined the program in March 2018, but first few months, I was very, very skeptical. I thought that that's another uh, uh, another program I signed up for and without knowing much, because when you go to this event, try to get motivated to do quickly. And then I took the quick action, but I did not follow through for a few months. But I started investing passively even prior to joining that you know, mentorship program. And I waited for six months to see the first passive income checks. Once I started seeing the checks, then I realized there's some potential here. And I started networking with people. I found uh, one good friend as a co-sponsor and we have been friends since then. And we did so many co-sponsorships. And so far I did. You're doing your own deals now. I mean, you've come a long ways in just a, a few years. Yes, it's almost three years. In three years, I did five syndications over 1,329 plus 
units as a GP or a co-sponsor, whatever you call. Uh, 12 passive investments uh, over 40, 300 plus doors, a total 5,500 doors in three years. Nice. So you've learned a lot in a short period of time and been very active. You've made it happen. You're still working full time while starting your syndication business and doing all this. Tell us a little bit about you know making that happen and being able to uh, just manage that time. I think there's a lot of listeners who are attempting to do the same thing. You know, who are, are wanting to be an active sponsor. However, most people have to work full time and do their real estate business at the same time to get started. How did you manage that? I was in Wall Street. I worked in Wall Street for 18 years and in IT roles. I wanted to do something on the side, but uh, my commute plus work hours could not allow me to do anything on the side. So I still, I, because of that passion, I used to invest abroad so that someone else would take care of these properties for me. And six and a half years back, I relocated to Dallas. At that juncture, I had more free time because I don't have any commute after that. When I picked that job, I made sure that I would not go for a long hour type job. And then I have the flexibility. And at the most, I would allocate additional two hours in a day, if at all anything that spills over. So I should be finishing my work-related activities in two hours. So that is typically eight plus two, 10 hours. That's my allocated time for work. After that, daily four hours, I allocate for my real estate activities. Now I'm not spending four hours because the initial phases I was spending four hours to do the deal analysis and networking with people and learning new concepts and learning various other aspects of this deal cycle. So with this guy, I take the time that after work, minimum four hours I allocate for real estate. Anything beyond that is for my personal time. So it's just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, literally my yeah, four-hour yeah. commute time is became my real estate time. Nice, nice. Well, I, you know, it's just interesting to hear. You had a structured time, right? You had to say, okay, this is the time that I'm doing real estate. I'm going to devote this much time to it. Obviously, that makes for a long day. And how did you keep that up? And how do you know? Were, did you have family or other people that were just saying, you know, Sridhar, this is crazy. You know, you're spending this much time doing all this. Yes, uh, I'm married for uh, twenty plus years now with two high school going kids. Luckily, I think I can focus more on my business because they're in high school. They can do their activities and, and they won't. That allows me to do most of the real estate activities and focus on this one. So my personal activities, mostly I push it for weekends and a daily work days. Anyway, I cannot travel anything and personal stuff. So I would keep the same attitude like if I were in uh, New York City, I was uh, traveling to downtown I mean, two and four, four hours I'm wasting in travel time. So that four hours, I made sure that I'm allocating to the real estate and then making sure that I'm making myself accountable for that, saying that, okay, these are the activities I need to do today. And once I finish those activities, only I go to bed. That, that discipline I start, I developed in all the period of time. It's interesting you bring that up. And I've been asking almost every guest now just about, I believe that self-discipline is so important to be successful in pretty much any business. How did you gain that high level of self-discipline? To me, I think initially it was uncertain once I started seeing money. So I think that <laughs> kind of <laughs> that gave motivation to become more and more disciplined. And I guess once we start seeing the results, then that Emphasis on putting more effort will come into play and then making sure that things are not getting delayed because uh, we don't want uh, any of the investors to get upset. 
Sure. What's been the hardest part of this syndication journey? I mean, to get to where you're at now. So the hardest part is like sometimes things go in a different direction than what we planned. For example, in one of the syndications, I raised money to the extent I am supposed to as part of the syndication. All of a sudden, people had emergencies. Seven of them had emergencies. So in the last minute, all seven bailed out on me. Within seven days to close, I need to fill in that money. So those kind of things I I did not expect. Now I learned my lesson, so I would buffer more more into my fundraise uh, aspect and making sure that I have more people that uh, watch for investing than what is needed. Yeah, important tip right there. <laughs> Sridhar, you know, how do you and maybe we can speak to this as, you know, you as an active operator, but then also as a, a passive investor because you've invested in so many deals. But how do you prepare for a downturn? Let's say on the active side, how does your group prepare for a downturn or correction in the market? So across all our deals, we do stress test and we also make sure that we have cash position that can make us survey for six months at least without counting the support we get from either uh, government or the banks. Uh, Typically, when there is a rough time in the market, right, uh, banks give some lenience, like some incentive, such as like uh, delaying the payments, etc. So without counting that, we make sure that minimum six months of cash position we have in all these deals that we can tell the investors that you don't need to worry. So typically, these cycles last for six to 12 months, right? So once we have six months, obviously, we make sure that uh, we try to use all the channels and all the ways we can put our effort into making sure that we operate in the normal efficiency modes, even in the tough times. Yeah. What about uh, as a passive investor, you've invested with lots of operators. What do you like to see? I mean, is it the same standard or, you know, what do you normally see or what do you like to see as a passive investor, you know, how the operator is preparing for a downturn? So I would like to see more communication from all these other sponsors. Like uh, the the fundamental thing is if, if the sponsorship team doesn't communicate with the investors, that's when the fear starts and that's when the friction goes between investors and the sponsors. So whether it's a good news or bad news, if they keep communicating with the investors, right, that uh, relieves up to some extent. Certainly, there are some aspects the sponsorship team has control on it. And uh, there are other aspects that would be beyond their control. So all of a sudden, if the government comes and says that, oh, by the way, we are doing this rent control or some other type of activity, right? That it's beyond their control. They, they cannot sure. do anything. And if they communicate with investors, that gives the relief. What do you predict you know, is going to happen over the next six months to a year? And how does that affect your business? So I am expecting there would be a little uh, drop in collections because of all this uncertainty and election time, right? So there would be delay in uh, government support, in my opinion. All these things are going on, right? There are so many activities happening there. So as a result, there would be some drop in collections and there would be uh, uncertainty in the market. So we have to be prepared for that uh, uncertainty for at least the next six months after that. New, new government will take over and then things would be more clear. So anytime there is uncertainty in the market, there would be more volatility. So that volatility may cause some concern with all this multifamily. Luckily, multifamily industry has not faced that much of impact compared to 
uh, hotels or uh, motels or any other office space industries, right? Are there any daily habits that you have that have helped you achieve success? So daily in, at work as well as at home, right? I make sure that I have a list of things to do. And within that list of things to do, I make sure that I close certain to-do tasks. That kind of makes me show the progress over the period of time. So even in some cases, I may get delayed by a day or two, but eventually I will get it done. So nothing gets out of my sight So by doing that list of things to do. Now that you've been doing this for a few years, you've been in numerous deals, what would you have done different on your first deal knowing what you know now? I would do more research on the local townships or local government aspects when it comes to giving permits, etc. So in our first deal, uh, we took a major rehab. So we bought a 96-unit apartment complex as a syndication in that 24 units were down. We took over that deal and then we started bringing those 24 units online. And then we realized that township started giving hard time on permits. And because uh, the way they look at different stages of this construction is completely different than what I know or what my course indicators have expected. In that process, we ended up spending extra money because whatever we did, they made us undo it before <laughs> <laughs> approving for the next stage. So those are unexpected costs. So yeah. I would be more educated now. So that is one thing. And the second thing is picking the markets that definitely I would do more research and household incomes and job growth more thoroughly than what I would do. What's a way you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? So in recent days, I started doing more automation from my investor relations point of view or even asset management, KPA measurements. So I started doing more and more automation that kind of relieves me from uh, more and more mundane works on a day-to-day basis. So I'm, I'm trying to do bring in more uh, um, I, this VA virtual assistant type help into my daily activities. Yes. Are there a couple tasks that you're able to do that with, or maybe a couple of things you're able to automate that you can tell us about, or maybe a, th- a couple of things you're, you're able to give to a virtual assistant? Uh, sure. So we do have a weekly call with property managers. When we do the weekly call, property management gives some Excel sheets, but the way they present is different. I started building this KPA monitor dashboard where I can see okay, how my asset management KPA items are pro- progressing over the period of time. So I use Google Sheets. In Google Sheets, you can build all these beautiful graphs, uh, like how particular uh, metric is progressing over a period of time that is all doable and i try to do automation into populating all the data and since i have it background so i could leverage it a little bit on that and then making sure that i have my own custom dashboard then some pre-canned property management software report what's your best source for meeting new investors right now I go to multiple meetups, but my success rate there has been moderate. But my most successes from the investor base comes from the extended friends network. So wherein uh, I will go with one friend and I will 
get myself introduced to a bunch of other people and I explain it to them in a smaller set of groups. That way I can explain them the process thoroughly and that gives them more comfort in working with me in our future deals. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Hard work. I would contribute to a lot. Hard work and perseverance and patience. (laughs) Of course, I gave three. You asked one, but hard work is definitely the one because in real estate, you need it. It takes all those, doesn't it? (laughs) Mr. know, thank you again so much for your time this morning and just grateful to hear your story and doing full-time work while also operating a successful syndication business is no small feat. And you've had to be very self-disciplined, you know, to make that happen and just scheduling those hours every day to work in that business and be committed to that. Just grateful though for just you sharing all that and how you're automating some stuff and using virtual assistant. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Sure. I started building my portal now. It's not completely up yet, but they can reach out to my portal. It's www.growwealth2retire.com. Growwealth2retire.com. That's the portal. So I have a contact me link. They can reach out to me at Tridar at growwealth2retire.com. Awesome. That's a wrap, Tridar. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Hey, most welcome. Anytime. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.